0: It doesn't matter what you think, how prominent you are. If you do wrong, if you break the law, if you murder, then justice will be done in South Carolina.
1: Oh, there's so much to catch up on when it comes to news from the United States today. And that right there is the case, I think, that everybody has been watching. And it took fewer than three hours of deliberation yesterday before a jury found Alex Murdaugh to be guilty in the murders of his wife and son. And that's just one of the items on the list that we are going to be talking with Reggie Gicchini about today, our Washington correspondent, stopping by on a Friday so we can catch up on the news of the week. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Okay, this case was really something. Like, I was also following along on this. And boy, oh, boy, what a case.
0: Yeah, you and tens and tens and tens and tens of millions uh, of others. Uh, And what's remarkable about this is that the jury went into deliberations on Thursday afternoon. And by late Thursday afternoon, just into Thursday evening, local time on the East Coast, they had already come back with a verdict. This was less than three hours of deliberation. And from the experts, from the lawyers who have been talking, uh, it really was Murdoch himself going on the stand testifying that may have driven this home for the jury.
1: Ooh, boy. And there was a juror that was dismissed yesterday or the other day, too, wasn't there? Well, this happens often.
0: Uh, I, I, I won't lie. I don't have the details um, on the juror that was dismissed. But this does happen uh, oftentimes uh, in these kinds of cases. I think the bigger thing to look at now when it comes to this case is what happens today. Sentencing uh, is set to get underway in, ooh, I think about 22 minutes time. We may hear additional testimony from some uh, uh, people who were linked to the file financial crimes that he is facing charges on, but the sentencing today, somewhere between 30 years and life, the state opting to not go with the death penalty.
1: Reggie, have you, like millions of others, watched the Netflix documentary?
0: I have not watched oh, the Netflix documentary, Reggie. to be honest. I, I took Netflix off my TV a couple oh, of months look ago. Oh, you. When the new crown comes <laughs> back, I'll put it back.
1: <laughs> you and everybody else, right? That's, that's So many people are doing that too. Oh, okay, so that's a fascinating case for sure, but there's other stories for us to talk about from the U.S. too. So what is going on with this Department of Justice issue and former President Donald Trump?
0: This is a big deal. Uh, typically, we see the Department of Justice say that sitting presidents are covered by protections, that they can't be charged or indicted on any crimes. But Donald Trump is now out of office. But at the same time, the DOJ is saying, look, Donald Trump, when he was speaking to the crowd at the Ellipse the hours before the riots took place at January 6th, those words uh, likely resulted in violence towards uh, uh, House members, towards lawmakers, and towards police and the public. And they ultimately decided that those words were not covered by the First Amendment and that a court could go ahead and open up and potentially carry out a lawsuit against Donald Trump. This is a win for some police officers. It is a win for Democratic lawmakers who have been doing this. It is still at its very early stages. We don't know where this is going to go, but this is a big deal and could potentially open up more legal trouble for Donald Trump as he creeps towards 2024.
1: Right, because he is obviously running for president the presidency again. And on that note, on the campaign Trail, there's some events that I know that usually you get, you see a lot of kind of Republican faces at. And so there's this big one that's happening that why aren't people going to it this time around? Because this used to be a big one back in the day.
0: It, it was a big one up until last year. This is the CPAC event that happens just south of D.C. in uh, in Maryland. Uh, and this is kind of the, the stage for big name Republicans to come have conversations with a big Republican base about issues that they want to see carried forward. The issue is the founder of CPAC, Matt Schlapp, has been charged with sexual assault uh, of a former Republican staffer, and that is keeping some big names out of here, like Rhonda DeSantis, like Mike Pompeo, who is speaking, though, Nikki Haley, who is a person in this race, and their keynote speaker is still Donald Trump, who is going to address the crowd on Saturday. So some Republicans are staying away. Others are still full throttle, especially those are the ones rather that are really kind of tied to and still following around the former president.
1: And how is that campaign going? Because I know it seems to be focused right now on what appears to be the two front runners, right? Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. And, and Donald Trump has actually put out a plan or is about to put out a five point plan that he's going to try to chip away at some of this lead that Ron DeSantis has been taking in recent polls here by trying to attack him on his uh, time in the House when he wanted to raise the age uh, and eligibility for uh, Social Security and Medicare programs. He also wants to go after Ron DeSantis for being wishy washy when it comes to funding for Ukraine, essentially trying to say, look, there's a limited pool of Republican base members. I need to make sure that I get all of them and take them away from DeSantis, because even right now, while Donald Trump is still the quote unquote leader of the Republican Party, Ron DeSantis, in some polls, is starting to move ahead of him. And Donald Trump is not the kind of person who will lose quietly and graciously.
1: True. But he also, I mean, being the underdog has worked for him before.
0: Yes. Uh, being the underdog ha- has worked. I mean, look, being the underdog has worked for both of these uh, candidates That's before. True. And and really, you know, Ron DeSantis is going to say, look at me. I'm a kind of hot commodity in the party. You can't live without me. Donald Trump is going to say this party was nothing until I came in and now can't go forward without me. This is going to be a no-knife night fight, a knife fight for the next year and a half.
1: Hmm, OK. And on that other side, too, uh, everyone's um, favourite congressperson that they love to talk about, George Santos. What's going up there? There.
0: He is now formally facing an ethics investigation uh, for issues having to do with campaign finance laws, for issues having to do with the lies that he told repeatedly throughout his campaign. He is facing calls from within his own electorate to resign along with his own party. And now that the ethics uh, committee is formally looking into this, it could give more resolve to Republicans who have been fearful of what they want to do with him, whether or not it ultimately results in him either, you know, not being seated elsewhere or being formally removed from his seat. That's something that this committee is going to have to deal with with but again it shows that there can be a congressperson or at least a lawmaker that is able to bring in independents democrats and republicans to agree on one thing
1: well you know it's interesting also about his case because of the exaggerations on his resume and things i have found that i've been reading more stories where they've been digging into the backgrounds of other you know congress people or politicians saying well people make a lot of claims on their resumes it doesn't mean they shouldn't get checked out, right? If they run for office,
0: yeah. And and look, the the issues, uh, what that comes down to is the issues having to do with George Santos. A lot of this was covered by some of the media, some of the smaller media in New York, but the bigger media wasn't picking it up. And this kind of came back to, well, this is the media's fault for not doing a deep dive in it, which then led to a big fight about, well, the media is starting to make too many cuts, and because of that, they're not able to do as much investigative work as they once used to. But you're right, this does happen in every election. Some will blame it on the media. Others are blaming it on the lawmakers themselves. But at the end of the day, it is the electorate that gets the information that they think they need to put this person in office. An ethics committee investigation and its results could give people more clarity when they're Mm -hmm. actually going into a voting booth.
1: Okay, and what is the deal with Republicans being focused on Canada right now?
0: Uh, So, I mean, Republicans are focused on Canada, number one, uh, because it is a way to kind of go after the Biden administration for what they see are failed border policies, but also it's a way for them to bring focus back to the southern border. Earlier this week, I was at a news conference where a series of kind of fringe-right Republicans were saying the Canadian border is this national security issue for the United States because so much of it is just unprotected and unpatrolled. The real problem that they have is northern border patrollers are being taken down to the southern border, trying to use that as an excuse to say the administration is failing on immigration, at the same time saying this is a Canadian fault because Ottawa has what they believe to be lax visa policies for certain people trying to enter the U.S. Ultimately, what they want to see is more beefed up patrol, more beefed up security at the border none of them talked about how this could be accomplished on a bipartisan basis. It was simply the fault of everyone else.
1: Okay. And on a final note, Reggie, I got to ask you about this, because I was confused about where this was coming from. But all of this, this COVID-19 stuff and the FBI director saying that, okay, now we think it came from the lab. Like, what is going on with this?
0: So look, there are several. There are more than a dozen U.S. agencies that are looking into the origins of COVID-19. The Department of Energy came out in recent days and said that they have low confidence that it came from a wound Wuhan lab. The FBI came out publicly in an interview with Fox to say that they have moderate uh, confidence that it came from a lab, but it's only two of about 17 that are making that conclusion. Ultimately, Republicans are saying, look, we were right from the beginning. Democrats, Dr. Fauci, so-and-so, they were wrong. The problem is is how this is being viewed. Some Republicans were saying it started in a lab uh, as some kind of bio-warfare program. Others are now saying, look, this may have been an accidental slip from within a lab. There's far more work that needs to be done. China is saying that this is wrong. The U.S. government is continuing its investigation. But what it's doing is creating more and more confusion for the public. The president's actually putting a a billion dollars or asking for a billion dollars to cut back on the misinformation that was created during covid And at the same time, try to get some answers.
1: Right. Okay. And on the final note, then, speaking of the president, uh, when is he going to declare for 2024? Because I understand the first lady went to Africa for a trip and all anybody talked about were her comments on, on her husband running again
0: that, that, it, that it, it's going to be his decision. She doesn't see it not happening, that it's going to happen soon. We thought it was going to happen in March. We know that the president is headed to Canada sometime in the next couple of weeks. We're trying to hammer that down. Is it going to happen before that? We don't know. We've also heard that it could happen sometime, maybe at the end of the month into April, possibly into May. He hasn't said a full out no yet. The problem is he hasn't said a full out yes yet. And because of that, Democrats are trying to figure out, well, what do we do? We are starting to run out of time. It's the president's cards that he's holding. The ball is in his court. Everybody in the United States, Canada, the world, just sitting and waiting.
1: No kidding. All right, Reggie, thank you. Thank you.